Uh, you want to do the old back and forth? Uh, yeah, let's do it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifty-four, fifty-five, fifty-six, fifty-seven, fifty-eight, fifty-nine, sixty, sixty-one, sixty-two, sixty-three. Quest. Why'd you guys stop? Because we got to Quest sixty-four. Uh, good. Is that, is that going to be enough to sync it up with, Ben? Or? No. Let's start from 64. All right, one. Pop rulers. Hey, Matt. Hey, you guys. Um, so let's cut that out. <laughs> uh... I woke up today surrounded by pizza pies on the couch. Woke up, got out of bed, dragged a pizza across my head. <laughs> it's not totally <laughs> inaccurate. That's pretty much what I did. Um, That's what they were saying about. I see up to three pizzas here. Well, at least one of them is, you know for a fact that one of them is a cookie brownie scramble. But I don't know that because the box... Is like, what if this is a pizza? Yeah, there's a weird box happening from Domino's. So I, uh, my sleep schedule's all fucked up from coming back from Tokyo. So, uh, I have a really limited, um, time in which to make some Game of the Year choices. Because the way it works at <laughs> Polygon, we all kind of create our separate lists and then, like, smush them together to, to create our site-wide list. And, oh, and wait, is there no, is there no argument? Is there no... Final fight? No, dude, it's just math. It's it's just total Streets of Rage over there? Purely Jeez. purely math. So, well, uh, good thing we have today to figure out the official pot burglars yep, of the year. That's true. Oh, fuck. This is, the, this is probably when we would do that, right? Yeah. December. <laughs> we do right. one episode a month. So I found out yesterday that we're putting in our submissions on Monday, and there's still a whole lot of games I haven't played. So what I did mm-hmm. was I accidentally napped yesterday from like 5 p.m. to midnight. Uh, and then I woke up at midnight and was like, I'm going to order a bunch of pizza pie, a bunch of pizza, and play Until Dawn, and see, figure out if I like that game. You were going to play Until Dawn, Until Dawn. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, UD, UD2D. Uh, so I played a bunch of that last night. Is uh, it your game of the year? Absolutely <laughs> not. But, <laughs> but, uh, it's kind of neat, I don't know. But is it your David Cage game of the year? Yes. It's my favorite David Cage game of the year. It's really a genre unto itself. It's a Cage-like, I think. You... <laughs> I'm working on Cage Lights. Cage Lights, yeah. Yeah, where you just watch David Cage. Cage but, you know, lightly. Do you remember that scene at the beginning of uh, whatever Fahrenheit was called? Indigo Prophecy. Yeah. yeah, where David Cage walks out on like a soundstage and is like, Hi, I'm David Cage. <laughs> Here's Hi, I'm video game David Cage. I, you may know me from one of the bad guys in the original GoldenEye because of his, his face. You know uh, who wrote about the original Cage Light? It's Pluto. Is that, wait, Matt, is that true? Is David Cage's face in GoldenEye? No, I, I just remember the character Miles in Indigo Prophecy looking really bad, mm-hmm. like, even for its era, and them having, like, a, a GoldenEye Max Payne. Oh, yeah. Seeming like... JPEGs of actual faces. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about the other day is... Uh, Let me tell you what you were thinking about. What? Oh, so the answer is yes. You do know what I was thinking about the other day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You were thinking about uh, Croc and Glover, and Mm -hmm. you couldn't decide what you liked more. My OTP. Yeah. Croc and Glover. (laughs) In fact, Croc could be in a Glover. It's perfect. Or Glover could be in a Croc. I prefer to think of it the other way, yeah, because Glover's got five fingers and Croc's got five holes. Does I think Glover only like, has four yeah, fingers. Four. Oh, okay. Well, I think, I think Glover is like idiot. a yeah, dummy. It's a Mickey Mouse Glover. <laughs> all these, you're some... tired of all these fake Glover girls coming <laughs> through, <laughs> pretending to care about Glover. Oh, so you don't even know what color the ball is that he wrote around. It's on. red and yellow. Yeah. Don't you Shit know head. the exact enemy names from Part Seven of Level Forty? You Her- fucking. Gross I love asshole. the idea that there were forty levels in Glover. <laughs> Well, obviously, it's a joke because Glover took place in a seamless, gigantic world. It's impossible to break right. it down into levels. It's kind of that a matter of the foggiest game ever made. Mm-hmm. The fog in that game was like your field of view was about three feet. It was so foggy, it could have been a character on Netflix's Daredevil show. That's pretty good. I was going to say that Glover takes place in Yasuinaba, but I like that. That's a like good one, San but. Francisco. 
Or, um... They never do call it Yasuo Inaba after the anime sequence, though. Yeah, it's just the train station says Yasuo Inaba. It's, I wonder what that prefix means. Like, I, uh... Welcome to Little Inaba. I went to the Shin Osaka station when I was in Tokyo, and I was like, mm-hmm. what is the difference between Shin Osaka and Osaka? It's Devil Osaka, right? Yep, it's yep. Oni Osaka. Um, yeah. Shin means new. Oh. So, like, that was, like, the new Osaka train station for the crazy magnetic bullet train line, which I rode, and was pretty futuristic and weird. Did your fillings get shot out of your mouth? Yeah, they launched them. Did Heihachi throw that train into a volcano? Mm-hmm. Like right. in Final Fantasy VI? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, you think of Doom Train? That's another good video game train. That's 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 on message. So, what's our show? video game train of 2015? God, there were so many good trains. There's, um, there's the train from Assassin's Creed Syndicate. That's actually a really competitive train this year. Uh-huh. Your base is the train. What was the what was that one game? Something 1941. Is the guys with the muskets and the mustaches and they shot? It's like a really oh boy. Oh, you're thinking of Splatoon. Yeah. Battlefield 1941, the prequel? Yeah. Finally, the events of Battlefield 1942 revealed. Guys, apparently there's this mustache man in Europe who was up to no good. (laughs) He started making trouble in his neighborhood. I found out that my Battlefield Heroes account got hacked in 2011. Dude, okay, do you remember... uh, This is a really weird, specific piece of history. But do you remember when we were... Uh, interns at Giant Bomb. Quick live. Vaguely. Yeah. So at one point we were all interns at Giant Bomb and uh, I came into work one day and like parts of the site had been changed. Like, yeah. Like, there was like weird... Like, like people had... Ad- someone had added words to a bunch of reviews and stuff. Thumbnails. There were weird uh, And it... Apparently it came from my account and um, it was crappy because I asked our tech guys like hey can you check the IP address and see where this happened from and they were like no we don't have that functionality all we know is what it, that it happened on your account so I looked into it and it was actually like I went to that website where you type in your email address like, and have uh-huh. I been pwned have I, yeah have I been pwnz 3D it checks if you played Dota anytime in the past two months <laughs> um, and it I had the exact same thing it was my Battlefield Heroes account which at the yeah. time had the same password as my Giant Bomb account I think I my Battlefield Heroes account was also hacked. It may be the only time like I can remember an account of mine actually being compromised. I yeah. can't tell if it's just uh, anecdotal, but it sounds like from this conversation that that was one of the bigger like <laughs> yeah. hacks in history that our plain text yeah. passwords got. Can out I there. tell you guys a really sad story from my personal yeah, of life course. that involves being hacked? Yes. Okay, this is like one of the most pathetic things that's ever happened in my life. Uh, <clears throat> this was a, a like maybe a year after we got AOL. Mm-hmm. Like, this was, you know, first computer, first internet. Um, okay, so this was, like, 2008. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I was, like, probably 12. And I get an email, and it's like, you've got a digital hug. I can't remember if it was, like, a digital hug or a digital kiss or a digital crush. It was like, you've got a digital hug. Log in now to, like, rec- to claim your digital claim hug. Claim your hug. who sent you a hug. Supplies are limited. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I got a hug. Hell yeah. And so I tried logging in, like, four or five times, entering my email address and password to my email address. Um, it never gave me the hug, and so I thought it was bugged and decided to log in through my parents' email addresses, oh, man. too. <laughs> your uncle, who's a state legislator. <laughs> Everyone. Maybe this will work. When my sister was young, she she spoke to in like one of the. Do you remember when uh, fishers and stuff would use AOL Instant Messenger for phishing? Yeah, you would just get like random messages, pornography, bankers in Nigeria, whatever. She talked to one and apparently started giving away personal information about herself, and she was like eleven. Scary. It was very scary. That's... Uh, but she... And she, like, immediately recognized, oh, God, what the fuck am I doing? Probably in, like, 11-year-old words. 11-year-olds don't know about fuck. What? Not back in heck? the 90s. Yeah, what the fart? Uh, so that was a very tearful confrontation with the parents, I remember. Ooh. The point is that AOL is a menace to society and should be shut down. I agree. It's time. I have 35,000 emails in my AOL account. That's a, so many... My parents still use an AOL domain for their email all these years later. Um, Come say hi. I was, <laughs> Do you want to give out your parents' email address real quick? Uh, I will give you AOL keyword Kessler Nicholas. 
and then you can join our chat room where we engage in Kessler Nicholas fan fiction, and we can chat about who's our favorite member of the Kessler Nicholas clan, and uh, and, we're, and you know share our build orders. <laughs> my my, what's your Kessler optimized for? <laughs> I I I pick Kessler as I pick Matt as my hero, and go three uh, helmet hair, uh-huh. six uh, six g- giant. Just name another thing from your life. He goes to the item shop and buys a one pound bag of baby carrots. <laughs> a one pound bag of baby carrots and crippling anxiety and uh, self depression. Which is like depression, but selfier. <laughs> right. It's kind of like autobiographical. Right. Um, autobiographical. My, my AOL Instant Messenger story that's at the forefront of my brain right now is I was looking through one of my old YouTube accounts and I found mm-hmm. this... Uh, do you remember Attack of the Show? Hell yeah. <laughs> so there was an episode of Attack of the Show from like 2005 where they were just goofing off and Kevin was like, I have a girlfriend, an internet girlfriend, sends me all sorts of sexy pictures. And the co-host, Sarah, was like, what's her name? And he said, Teen Flirt 17. So I scrambled to my computer and registered the name Teen Flirt 17 on AIM. And immediately messages started pouring in from people asking if I was Kevin Ferreira's girlfriend. And so I kind of rolled with it and told them all yes and made them all think that I was dating Kevin Pereira. But then I had this whole weird subplot going where he was tricking me into thinking he was like 15 and blonde and sent me <laughs> fake pictures and stuff. Um, and so I posted all the chat logs of that to the attack of the show message boards. Cause that's where I hung out on the internet at 15 is G4 TV.com slash forums. <laughs> that's kind of what you do. Uh, and so then I was the biggest attack of the show fan on earth. I watched every episode every day. So the next day I'm watching the show and it opens with one of the chat logs with silly music over it. And two of the hosts reading it out verbatim. And, like, they, they peppered that episode with sketches from the chat logs. Uh, it was, like, so... Uh, so the really sad ending here is that I checked my email the next day and I had an email from the producers of Attack of the Show asking me to call in and talk on it. Which was, like, would have been a dream come true for me at age 15. But I didn't see that email until it was too late. And so in the episode, they're like, yeah, the guy who did this is probably 40 and bald. And I'm like, I'm 15. <laughs> I'm just some internet boy. It's sad tale. You had a really strange life. Yeah. I don't know anyone that young who's had that comprehensive a cable package. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest part of my life. that I had... Like deep G four, who the f- you must your parents must have been billionaires. They must have ridden a solid gold yacht to the Costco to pick up something else that is gold plate. We were not a Costco family. Oh, not at all. They were because well, you Costco went to the gold plate Costco. Yeah, we were GPC family only. Um, yeah, you know me. I GPC. I reuploaded the the video from that episode to my my YouTube channel when I found it. So if you want to see <laughs> some weird shit, it's, it's out there. Attack of the Show, that that whole area of, like, nerd programming mm-hmm. is uh, is interesting without being good. Like, yeah. as, like, <laughs> like, in the wake of, in the wake of, of yesterday's, like, yesterday's, so yesterday the, the MST3K Kickstarter ended, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that show. I'm probably too young for it, but a huge fan. And hearing and watching, uh... The Game Grumps, uh, that popular YouTube show. Yeah. They, they were on the final live stream. They performed a video game song. They did a riff with them in the movie seats with one of the robots from the show. And it's like, and seeing, thinking like, this is where, this is where like production and video entertainment has gotten. And thinking about that in context of like where things were in 2005, it's like, Man, yeah, it the, feels so long ago. It's so weird because that the, we were taking a stab at that. Stuff. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, to take a stab at making entertainment for that type of person, <sighs> only a decade ago, took like the barrier to entry was so high. You needed like a TV crew and all that stuff. <laughs> like there wasn't really YouTube didn't exist yet. It was like public it. broadcasting was your best bet. If right, you didn't have if you didn't work at a TV studio. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so it's you're right, Matt. I I think about that a lot too. Of like Th- think about them like trying to translate things that ostensibly nerdy geeky people were interested in in terms of like like coverage yeah, or there was interest a for it. video game review I rem- what they they had like a show that was like teams of fans playing video games against each other like 
all of that content ostensibly exists in different forms on the internet today. Mm-hmm. But they were just they were stabbing at it with with only in the way they knew how in terms of how television shows. Right. Were. There was a lot of like Los Angeles TV people with yeah. like I feel like a fraction of them kind of knew the content. There were TV segments of cheat codes, <laughs> which is a really funny thing to think about, like, happening in 2015. It was also yeah. the greatest G4 show, and I think the one that's the most, look back on the most fondly, which is Tops. Video Game Vixens. <laughs> you remember Video Game Vixens? I did not. It was a show, I don't really exactly remember the format, but it was like a show where uh, someone, is somebody, a name I had heard of, I think, would like it was like a countdown of the sexiest video game babes over and over <laughs> every single week. How are we feeling this week? This is week it's Lara Croft. Next week Matt, it's Nina from Tech. It was hosted by Hal Sparks. <laughs> wow, Jesus! Uh, so Christ. each episode had a different category. So there was uh, dirtiest dancer, best booty, sexiest finisher. Most dangerous curves. Who won that one? Uh, Rain from Blood Rain, obviously. Oh, duh. Uh, Kinkiest well, accessory mean, went to Ivy Valentine from the Soul series. I mean, I, I mean, if a sword that turns into a whip, but the whip is still a sword, so you get whipped and it kills you. And then you, it kills you. Kinky it's extremely kinky. <laughs> um, it's so kinky you can only experience it once. The ultimate kink. Baddest good girl goes to Riku from Final Fantasy X2. That's a weird way yes. to credit her. Yeah, I, I would say underage ladies are definitely pretty bad. Also, viewer's choice winner, Riku from Final Fantasy X2. <laughs> uh, video Game Vixen of the Year, which is a funny thing because that was the only year this show was on the air. Uh, Tina from Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive shows up a lot. Although, I think my favorite, Sexiest Finisher went to Summer from Outlaw Golf 2. <laughs> was there, okay, there was a magazine that was all about, like... Sexy gamer girl characters, was there? right? I know. I mean, occasionally, play- like Playboy would do like a blood rain <laughs> spread or this something. This was like right? a limited edition thing. It was called like it had a one word title. I remember my mom bought the first issue for me, which was That's really uncomfortable for, for me. Um, but like, yeah, there was an era where they leaned really hard into this stuff. Um, you want to know who the three judges were on Video Game Vixens? Yes, please. Jake Bronstein, Joy Giovanni, and Sean Baby. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck those other two people are, but Sean Baby was there. Sean too. Baby is, in, as a person, is interesting because again, it's like he's like he strikes me as someone who was born fifteen years too early. Like that's a guy who tried to do YouTube shtick in magazine form. Yeah, like that dude needed. He was an angry video, video game nerd before that was like a, a thing you could do independently, right? And like an extreme video game nerd, the kind of video game nerd who would talk about poops and farts. He would love to. He would love to say cusses as well. Oh my goodness, so much! And now the kids today, they're all cuss wagons. They all go when the cuss wagon comes to town. It's like, oh, they brought us our cusses, and then they get their cusses for the next week, they which sure is do. important because the cuss wagon only comes so sparingly during these frightful winters. Mm-hmm. The kids will chase the wagon down as the the cuss wagon driver is throwing them haphazardly out the back. <laughs> They'll sing the song, oh, the cuss wagon driver is uh, coming down the street. Oh, he said shit at me. He, what? That was the next line of the song. He, what was the line? He, oh, he said shit at me. He said shit at me. Okay. <laughs> Which um, is dangerous. It's a, it's a reckless way to hand out the cusses. <laughs> I, Matt, you wanna, you're going to be happy to hear this. Oh, um, I'm uh, already happy. My uh, my flight back from Japan, I spent almost the entire flight playing Nuclear Throne on the Vita. Nice. Which I paid, How's that? How that port end up t- turning out? It's all right. Uh, the, like, <laughs> it's, it, playing it is actually totally fine. There are a few things about the PlayStation port of that game that drive me crazy. Like, when you pause to unpause, hitting start doesn't unpause... And hitting X actually takes you back to the main menu. So when you pause, you have to go left and then down to continue. It's really, ah. really, really easy to accidentally reset. But the actual gameplay is fine, and the Vita version feels pretty good. The only, and it's I actually cool. kind of like it. And like, the and the aspect ratio is okay. Earlier builds of that game, like, like they you know just to get the thing running, like Game Maker has PlayStation Four and Vita export tools, mm-hmm. so you can get get a, a really dirty version of the game running. And we saw like, oh my god, there's still like mouse prompters in this Vita version. <laughs> yeah, isn't that really weird? Yeah, that it was it, nothing like that. I don't think uh, mm-hmm. one one awesome moment that I did legitimately kind of love was I had like 
a a really really big explosion happen with like mm-hmm. the the second boss you encounter and the game i am not exaggerating slowed down to 1 frame per second but it was nice. like fucking cool like it was so so i like it was literally like one frame for a full second, and then another frame for a full second while it made these horrible buzzing and screeching noises. But like it, you had killed that train boss in Star Fox 64. Exactly, yeah. It was, like, it was like it was struggling to deal with how big the explosion was, and I'm like, this feels kind of tight. This feels nice. like just caused two levels of its, it's suffering to make a cool explosion happen. I, I'm just bummed you didn't get to go to, to PSX and we could have given you free copies. Yeah, dude, that's the, I think I'm the only person who bought... Uh, nuclear Throne, because I I mean I had passes to but, PSX, but I you have to check in physically there, right? Yeah, you had to. There were uh, there were. I guess we just called them stations. I think it was literally just phones. It was like NFC, RFID, shit, right? Uh, yeah, there were RFID chips in the badges, uh, so you could you scanned at the stations, and if you scanned at enough of them, you could have unlocked stuff. And some people were making folks do challenges in order to get to the scanner. Uh, like so, but life most swallowing of them, and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like like swallowing Pizza a sword strings. or or drinking the blood from the Dark Souls Three blood fountain or nice. touching a lady respectfully. Mm-hmm. That's playing Assassin's Creed Unity. Ben, did you go to PSX? Nope. Would you Would you ever want to do that? Yeah, I remember really enjoying mm-hmm. the first year. I especially was... given that it was in Vegas, which is not not video game country. No, it's a different. I mean, it's a gaming country. But it's not a gaming country. I also really wanted to go because the uh, Capcom Cup yeah. finals were on Sunday. How do you think uh, that looked? That was the first time I'd been exposed to Capcom Cup. It was... Uh, so I, I went last year. Um, last year it was in downtown San Francisco in like mm-hmm. more of a theater kind of looking place. But uh, I think it went pretty well. Uh, it, it was cool because it's like the last big Street Fighter Four tournament and they really wanted mm-hmm. to send it off. Because uh, that's like... Street Fighter 4, you know, has been being played for the past yeah, six, it was, seven years. It was the yeah. fight, like, the fighting game resurgence was Street Fighter 4. Right. Yeah. So it was really I cool to kind been... of see them, like, pour a lot of... You could tell they put a lot of effort into making it run well. It ran super smoothly in terms of, like, matches. There weren't huge wait periods and stuff, mm-hmm. which you can do because it was, like, a top 16 invitational, not, like, a huge Evo where everyone can enter. And I thought, like, the packages and the transitions all looked look yeah. good and smart and had some neat information. Looks. Like, oh, this guy's, this guy's super well-rounded. Or, oh, this guy's uh, very patient. <laughs> yeah. I loved seeing Totino's eSports ads. Um, to T-Sports. Oh, this is just all leading to Tim and Eric hosting uh, an eSports oh, competition. Man, I hope that <sighs> never happens. <laughs> what an awful fit that would be. Everyone uh, in the audience would get ridged chips. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought that stuff looked neat. Yeah, and it was also really, like, just mm-hmm. in terms of a tournament, it was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. And then on Monday, Daigo came to our office and beat us all at Street Fighter. Really? Yeah, that was pretty funny. It's uh, really nice of you to let him win. <laughs> <laughs> we, to be fair, people did hit him. Yeah? Yeah, people got, it wasn't like, he didn't get perfect. One guy came real close to winning in what I'm sure is like swim turns, like coming real close to being diagnosed. Like every, every centimeter closer takes X times more effort. Yeah, my, my closest um, I've ever come to that happening was playing Towerfall Dark World at PSX last year mm-hmm. against Matt Thorson in, in like a four player game and getting really close to winning. I got like nine. Mm-hmm. Out of the ten kills needed, and then in the last round he took it. But yeah, I want to beat him at his own game. I think I got a dive kick round on Mike Ross at Pax East. There or you go. You so. didn't get fraud stamps. I did not get frauded. So F R O T T E D, right? Yes, you didn't get frauded. 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 I was so frothed. But he had frauded tips. That means something bad, right? Probably. Probably. It's like a. It's like when you when you've got foam coming out of your butt. It's like farting. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, that's something. Oh, what were you thinking? Uh, I looked it up. It it means something. Okay. I trust you. Yeah, just believe me that it means something. Don't look it up at home. Fucking, Mm -hmm. hey Matt, do you watch Nathan for you? I don't. I'm really scared to start watching. Why? Uh, Because I'm someone who doesn't respond well to cringeworthy situations. Oh, really? Something like watching... Watching the the VGAs, or I guess they're just called the Game Awards this year. Watching um, Jeff Keighley 
Oh, no, not even Jeff Keighley. Specifically watching Jade Raymond read what was oh, on the letter, yeah. which I believe. Oh, but that being wrong and them cutting to it, like, I had, like, a very strong emotional reaction to it. Where it's like, nope, I've got to walk away right now. I can't deal with it. It sucks so bad because you could tell... Because she immediately said that, and then she's like, wait, that's not right. So you could kind of tell that it was, like, not her fault. Like, oh, yeah, I, I could tell, but I just, did not, I just did not want to be in anywhere in that radiant zone. Uh, so I walked away for a bit. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. Uh, but I actually yeah. think, like, that moment aside, and maybe a couple others, this was, like, the least worst year of the VGAs ever. It was, like, Definitely. Yeah. the least embarrassing mm-hmm. it's ever been. I do, thought it was totally look-edible. Do you guys remember the first year they did it? It started, I remember this vividly, it started with, like, a video game cutscene uh, compilation, and they had a lot of, like, dead or alive girls in waterfalls, like, Spike running TV. their hair through their hair. I seem to remember it being, like, 2003 when that stuff went. Jeez, so really? I'm, I'm pretty sure KOTOR was the first game that won that damn show. God, it'd be um, so fucking fun to go back and watch those. Yeah. I think we should do that. Yeah. yeah. The only the only moment from those, those pre-online, pre-game award uh, Spike VGAs that's worth salvaging is Stan Lee... Doing an impeccable revolver ocelot impersonation and costume. What? Like fucking go Google Stanley revolver <laughs> ocelot. Shit is uncanny. That's amazing. That's a good casting right there. Yeah, yeah. that's like because he was giving some like hero on super gamer icon award to Kojima, and he probably uh, had that Spike TV superhero show at the same time. That's probably why he was there. Oh, I, think, I think that? that was probably the era of Stripperella, which he also produced. <laughs> oh, it was man. a superhero show with Stripperella. Pamela Anderson oh, voice acting. Yeah. I'm putting it in the uh, the chat right now because it's it's literally too good. I, I honestly think, Matt, if you if you come over later this month, we should like Watch Stripperella. We should watch Stripperella <laughs> in its entirety. <laughs> yeah, have just a good J.O. session. Yeah. Get our crystals yeah. out. We all sit back to back to back and set up three TVs. Yep. <laughs> we can each watch Stripperella. We'll sit in a di- we'll in a triangle pattern, shoulder to shoulder, yep. to increase the strength of our J.O. We can also, and Matt, if you have any of those Sony 3D TVs where we each wear a separate pair of glasses and do the... Same screen, split screen. And then we use that to watch the same show at the same time. I literally had an opportunity to buy one yesterday for $50 and I didn't do it. Why didn't you? I I should have, but I I literally... I bought PS2. Oh, yesterday. I mean, I guess you have to pick one... It's good that you have a PlayStation I, 2. I had already spent, like, a lot of money on, like, presents and gifts and stuff uh, between, uh, like, PSX gear that we had the opportunity to buy and just a bunch of hardware and software stuff at first discounted prices. But, yeah, I literally had the opportunity, and it came in, like, a really cool-looking box, and I it came with the glasses, too! God damn it, I'm going to be kicking about myself about that forever. Also, fun fact, they were coming around with this giant, like, crate... Like, crate on a thing you move crates on Uh that was filled with refurbished PS3 Bluetooth camo headsets. Jesus. Like, it was, it was like this really interesting look at like, oh my god, this is like, this is what happens to things that nobody wants and cannot be sold. Like, the things that people spend a lot of time making and thinking about. That was really harrowing. I actually wonder if this isn't totally related, but mm-hmm. would it be wise to like stock up on PlayStation Move controllers before they're valuable and useful again? Um, I, I mean, think if you want the trading. I mean, <laughs> you're right. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if if Move controllers are cheap on Amazon, like, yo, all that, st- a lot of the PlayStation VR stuff we showed use Move controllers. Yeah. So. Do you want to send out a tweet asking for questions? Yeah. This is our this is our new segment. We call it Tweet Sheet. Well, also, it's good to just break up the flow of the podcast sometimes and like. I mean, that's true. You you don't make an omelet by following the instructions to make an omelet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go to the window and shout, and then go back and watch some television and let the uncooked omelet fester. Every box of eggs has a recipe for an omelet on it, and it's very different, every one of them. Some say exactly. throw in one cup of cheese. Some say throw in a half a cup of cheese. 
Some say don't use cheese at all. No, there's none that say that. I get omelets without cheese. That's wrong. Also, I eat cereal without milk. That's actually wrong. I actually had to do that this week. It was more out of desperation than, like, choice. Do you do it with yogurt? No, I just barebacked it, honestly. I want to know more about Kessler, who dislikes milk in his cereal and thinks it's, quote, wrong, fucked up, and a bad thing to put in cereal. I just like crunchy cereal, and if I'm going to have a drink, I'll just have water. Have you ever ever experimented with putting the water in the cereal? (laughs) You know... (laughs) <laughs> no, I have not. Though, when I was a kid, I was trying to cook, like, Eggo waffles, and our toaster was, like, not conducting the heat very well. So it's like, if I cover the top of the toaster and trap the heat, maybe it will go well. So I put a giant tub, a plastic tub of I can't believe it's not butter, on top of the toaster, and then science happened, and literally I destroyed the toaster because the plastic melted into the toaster. I'm glad there wasn't, like, uh, some sort of fire. So that does remind me of the time that I found a little stick on the ground and said, I wonder if this is a match. And I struck it against the house and it was like, yep, that was a match. And I screamed and dropped the match oh in my God, I worked at a daycare and the ch- a child found a bullet and I walked up <laughs> and he was slamming the bottom of the bullet into the concrete, just like trying to spark it. it. Well, he didn't really know, I think, what he was doing. He was like a first grader, but like <laughs> he was just trying to shoot himself. <laughs> That's incredible. Do, do bullets have gunpowder in them? Yeah. I don't know how bullets work. That's where the gunpowder goes. The oh. hammer hits the bullet and that ignites the gunpowder. So the bullet fires itself? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's been a minute since anyone was like putting gunpowder in their gun and jamming it in there with a big Q-tip or whatever. I thought use. we had just solved that issue some other way. You thought we were like, just not using gunpowder at all? Well, just some sort of like... Launching pulse or some sort of like low orbit rail cannon or some sort of Mass Effect style slingshot inside of guns. I think we'll we'll get there pretty soon. I hope so. Have y'all played the, the, you played the game Scream Ride? I have not played the game Scream Ride, but I always thought it looked cool. Yeah, I just started playing that also in my mm-hmm. Goatee Catch and stuff. It's real weird. Ben, have you played Scream Ride? No. Do you know what it is? Mm-mm. You're it's a roller coaster tycoon game, but uh, you don't do any like park management. Okay. All it's you like, do is make coasters. Yeah, you, is it like that one game that came out a couple years ago and you build the railroad and it's like I don't know. There was a funny giant bomb video for it. That's all I know. I about don't it. think so. This is like a. Uh, it's like a weird. It's like an action game. Like they made a. Like, there's three modes. There's one mode where you're riding the coaster and you're, like, trying to keep it, like, barely in control. Like, go fast enough and use your booster and stuff, but don't fall off the track. It's, like, almost trialsy, but really, really fast. Uh-huh. Like a behind-the-back <laughs> roller coaster racing game, which is weird. And the second mode is, like, uh, a physics-y throwing people inside roller coasters at buildings thing and knocking the buildings down with, like, this very Red Faction gorilla-ish physics happening. Um, it's like Angry Birds, basically. It's like 3D Angry Birds. It's like Reketeer, okay. is what it's like. Oh, you yeah. should have just said it's Reketeer with roller coasters. Yeah, roller roller coaster Reketeer is what it is. And then the third mode is actually building shit. But um, it's really, really weird and physics-y, and I kind of dig it. <laughs> also, for I think Frontier is working on some new roller coaster game, like some sort of like spiritual successor to Roller Coaster Tycoon. And if they are not making a first-person VR ge- mode for that, they are doing it wrong. That's true. I want to make roller coasters, and then I want to ride them in the It's funny, I, I was not really familiar with their output, like, besides Scream Ride, so mm-hmm. I looked them up, and they're also the people doing the fucking space game? Yep, they, the Frontier is super weird. They did Elite Dangerous, they did Connectimals, they did Zoo Tycoon. Yeah, Elite are, Dangerous and Zoo Tycoon. They are incredibly straight. They're like... They're like the From Software of the UK. <laughs> like, an incredibly bizarre... Output that oscillates between genres wildly. That's a really good way of putting it. The From Software yeah. of the UK. Um, all right, do you want to look at any Twitter questions? See if we have anything. Yeah, we should probably put some jokes in this show at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, not not even uh, Michelangelo painted a unfunny painting sometimes. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's right, he did like all those poop paints. Blaze Hedgehog says top five burglars. Uh, Alright, this is Ham easy. Burglar. 
Yeah, that's Lupin. You, you took the easy one. Lupin is a great Ooh, answer. Um, Catwoman, Nathan Drake. So we're at four. And and uh, Susie Carmichael, who from my middle school class, because she stole my heart. <laughs> oh, that's really good. She's number one or number five? Number five. I mean, I mean, the hamburger is that. For me, that's a that's a crime to be at four. Hamburger is two. Nathan Drake is three. Uh, number four is Indiana Jones. Number five is Lupin, and number one is Napster. And Nathan Drake is guilty of stealing Indiana Jones' stick, which and makes him higher than and Indiana hard. Jones. Uh, that's what? true. It makes him a better burglar, I guess. What would the, is there been slash fiction of people making it with the characters who were clearly inspired by them? Like, is there like Clover and Croc? Where, or yeah, like Croc and Gex doing it or almost uh, I'm, I almost certainly or like, like Han that. Solo and Dash Rendar and Kyle Katarn gets in there with his lightsaber to make things sexy well, Kyle Katarn is like a half Luke half Han right it's like what if Han Solo was a Jedi yeah you'd get Kyle Katarn and Dash Rendar is like what if Han Solo was in the worst video game of all <laughs> what if Han Solo <laughs> had a weirder name it makes me so sad that Walt Disney's dead frozen ass decided that Kyle Katarn never existed yeah. That shit sucks. I really hope that a spectral, technological Walt Disney that looks like the bad guy from System Shock 2 is secretly giving all the giving all the answers and ideas and stuff for Disney. Because they've got a lot of shit right now, and it's scary. This, this podcast is going to come out after Star Wars, so do you guys want to talk about our favorite spoilers from the new movie? Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Fuck, I'm glad remember. we can finally talk about that. Because we saw a very yeah. advanced. We don't stream. have to worry about the embargo or anything. Yeah, right. We're editing the show. Is. God, for me, the weirdest thing was that they throw away all the lightsabers about 15 minutes in because Obama came to take them away. <laughs> That's so crazy. I remember when? Uh, remember when they had to team up with Adonis Creed, and it was secretly like this really weird mashup of that new Creed movie in Star Wars, and they have to fist fight. Darth Vader's corpse, who's mm-hmm. also Rocky. It's very psychosexual. I thought it was cool. Like, it was bold. I didn't really enjoy it, but I thought it was bold that the whole last half of the movie just follows the Arbiter. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Arbiter's Chewbacca. I'm tired of the fucking SJWs out there because I thought it was over the top that every character in the movie was a woman. Yeah. Every single one. They of kind them. of retconned all of it. Luke, Where's all the dudes uh, with midriffs? Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Also, I I sort of question the decision uh, to make to put Jar Jar in the 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 BB-8 suit. Like <laughs> I didn't think that needed. There was a really weird way to try and shoehorn him in when at the very end of the movie. I also the thought BB the scene where off. they they literally shoehorned him into the droid <laughs> was pretty graphic. Like it, you could hear bones breaking. And yeah, it's rough. Like the the droid was a little bit bigger than you think it was, but not that not much. that much bigger. Yeah, not I don't like the big. I don't like the throwbacks to his dialogue from episode one when he was saying, "Oh, Misa going to get put in the droid." Like, come on, how could we not see that? It's actually really clever that they put that in there. Misa going to get put in the droid. Yeah. In hindsight, it makes a lot it's of like sense. It's like the Rosebud of the 21st century. It is. And just like Rosebud, it's a small vehicle that you ride around with a big uh, weird man on it. He wasn't a big man when he wrote Rosebud. <laughs> Rosebud was... No, that's how he dies. Yeah. Right, he hit it frame Rosebud. it so you can't... Tell. They actually, in the deleted scenes, he goes, Ah, oh, the French. <laughs> it's a really good Orson Welles joke. That's actually, uh, did you guys see the AV Club write up of Pod Burglars? They said, Pretty good Orson Welles jokes. <laughs> but that's about it. Uh, I don't know what the AV Club is. The day when we get reviewed in, in that Pod Blast segment, Pod Mass, or whatever it, it's called, is the day I know that we've made it, and the day I know when the making it has stopped. And we've now not made it. It's it's very quick. I think we should just declare war on them. <laughs> That's the best way to get get that attention. We should do. We should do. Uh, we should. I think we should uh-huh. recreate other podcasts and then riff ourselves 
riffing ourselves on those podcasts. Wait, okay, so not only are we just stealing content from all podcasts, we're That's- re-uploading them as us doing it. And then yeah. we're going to riff over it. You're saying we take, like, Serial Season 2 and just word for word record <laughs> it as us? I call Bowie. Wait, David Bowie's in Serial this season? MailChimp. Wait, what'd you say? Is David Bowie on Serial this season? Yeah, but he's as uh, Ziggy. Ziggy played guitar to death. Um... But it was a crime he didn't commit. Aiden asks, which 2016 game are you most looking forward to getting delayed? Uh, what's coming out next year? Persona? Persona's coming out. Uh, uh, Uncharted, that's probably going to come out. Yeah, I don't think any I don't think any of the stuff that's going to get delayed is going to get announced until E3, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that part of the cycle hasn't hit yet. Because right, right now, all the games we're talking about, all the games we're looking forward to are games that got delayed to 2016. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm sure there's like a list of there. What's the. Edit this. Pause out, but I'm going to look up 2016. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like. It's, I, you know, I'm sure one of the major first party games from any of the three will get pushed back. But. Mm, yeah. But and it's like. Is, is like. Is the new Zelda game going to be out in 2016? Ooh, Star Fox really? might be a good one that gets pushed Yeah, out. that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, that's a good one. I bet Zelda comes out, because that was originally supposed to be this year. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I, I kind of wish that they would stop... Like, I know it's hard to reset this cycle, but Nintendo keeps putting out Zelda games right at the end of a system's life cycle, and it really bums me out. Like, More than that, they're really, really, really bad about telegraphing when those games are actually coming out. More so than, like, the Mario team. Like... Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, this game have all been delayed. We're all delayed numerous times. Yeah, although like, I remember there was a the way Nintendo like when they apologized for the the most recent Zelda delay, it was weird because the way they phrased it, they were like, you know, we never technically said it was coming out this year, but we are going to officially say it's not coming out this year. Thank you very much. You know what I think? Mm-hmm. I I found the actual my actual answer. It's probably Mass Effect. Is, is, that, that, is that supposed to be twenty sixteen? Yeah. Shit, man. They haven't showed a second of that game. Yeah. Shit, man. You might be right. I think those are really good answers. I think Star Fox in particular. They've already delayed that one so much, and like they've shown it now, and people are like, oh yeah, that looks like that N64 game. That was cool in the N64. Yeah. It's it's weird. I don't think they'll let that game come out bad. Yeah. I hope so. I fucking love that N64 game. And I would I would play just, like, another version of that, a better updated version of that. But yeah. I want something more there as well. So I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with that game. I want, like, I want Link to kick open the tavern and pull out a rifle and become a highfalutin bartender for... The Denizens of Hyrule, and it's just a game where you're a bartender. Alright. You know what I was thinking the other day was how smart it is that Smash Brothers is a thing, because, like, people are still excited about the character Fox and, like, Ness and yeah. stuff, so if they ever decide to do something with any of these characters, they're still in the zeitgeist, and people are still like, oh... I'll play another game with Ike in it. Maybe not Ike, but, like, Marth. Ice Climbers. Marth is, like, people love Marth, and he came back. Yeah. And wasn't well? Wasn't they're uh, in the zeist? They're not in the geist. One of the we're not scaring any dog food yet. One of the two boys, like Fire Emblem boys in Melee, actually debuted in Melee. No. Yeah, the second one, like yes. Roy. Yeah, Roy, Roy. actually was. I think in, he was in Fire Emblem Two. Yeah, but wait, shit. Well, one of them was in Melee before they were in Fire Emblem. Like they, they I know they were in Melee before they were out in America, maybe. Um, because didn't you unlock Roy before Marth in Melee? I seem to remember Marth being the last character. Uh, it depends because there are two ways to unlock them. You can unlock them with like oh. events or matches played. I remember Mewtwo hmm. was the last one I unlocked. Because he had to, you were the only way to unlock it was play like a thousand matches or something. Oh, so he just did the thing where you had one stock and ran off the edge over and over again. Hey guys, I'm gonna run for a quick second. I'll be right back. You know, pace yourself.
Do you think he's ever coming back? Never. I hope not. Am I thinking of Roy? Oh, our boy. Roy's our boy. This is for honor. I don't know about this game. Right, ooh. World of Final Fantasy. Sonic 2. I'm back. Uh. Hey, I uh, I found the answer. Roy was included in Super Smash Bros. Melee as a playable character for the purpose of previewing the sixth game, which was released in Japan after Melee, making the only character su- thus far in Smash Bros. to be included for that purpose. So was that the second GBA game? Was that Sacred Stones? It was the Binding Blade, which was which only came out in Japan. Oh, because um, that's the whole thing. Is that Marth? I'm pretty sure. In the very first Fire Emblem game that actually came out in America was that first GBA game. Yeah, yeah. Marth was like was like a kid in that game. Like you, you never even got to him. You only saw him at the very end of the game. I think I could be wrong. Hmm. That first Fire Emblem game, man, was it rad? Man, was it rad? I still haven't played that. I was talking to Greg Kasavin about it, and he was like, mm-hmm. he was like, that's still the best written Fire Emblem game to me. And it, that made me really want to go back. And it play. had a really cool angle. You were the tactician. You were, you had this role where you were like, the army was counting on you, and they addressed you directly. It was really neat. Did yeah. you play? I um, thought it was. Because you, you do play like a, a sort of a named ish real character in uh, Awakening, but she's also a tactician. <laughs> Right. In the in the original, you're like a nameless protagonist, but you're everyone addresses you and that Wait, was neat. But you're not and you, you're saying in that old one you're not on the battlefield though? You yeah. you're represented on the battlefield with the character model, but you don't fight at all. Okay. And you're not like it's not like if you die the match ends or anything. You're just there for the purposes of like when the, when they're like showing doing cutscenes through the battle map, you're represented. Uh, like sometimes you'll cut to the overhead view and the characters will be talking and showing you the whole map, that stuff. Um, uh, 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 this guy, uh, George Cruz asks, uh, this is a good one for you, Matt. What are your yeah. top five TigerGame.com games? God, so many. Um, I always thought of the Tiger as like a better version of the LCD games from when I was a kid. Hmm. Was it actually did it actually have actual graphics? I actually am unsure. I, I certainly remember being exposed to the marketing of those two systems and probably being persuaded by them. Uh, but I never had the opportunity to get one. I was a Game Boy man, and then a Game Gear man, and then back to being a Game Boy man. So yeah, it totally. From looking at these images on Google that I have found, it did appear to have graphics. <laughs> it did have graphics. I can confirm that there were graphics. It also had solitaire. I think uh, it was probably that a one. A phone then. book, a calendar, a calculator. God damn, I wish that was more of a thing, was just putting .com at the end of a product name to make it seem like cyber. <laughs> That's the best. It did seem very sus. Like, whoa, that thing can internet fuck me. It can internet fuck me. Um, hey, Nick. Mm-hmm. Why don't you have? Do you have a copy of of uh, Devil's Third? And if you don't, why not? Because that seems like your game. Yeah, it does. Yeah, how dare bad. you? Why would you say that? <laughs> not to me? less in terms of content and quality, and more in terms of your ability to do something with it and the quality. Damn, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that's something that I should look into getting. I I just I need to know. I really do. I, I heard the yeah, that game starts with you in the basement of Guantanamo Bay doing a drum solo. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I'm buying it right now. <laughs> Here I go. If that's if you, if that's true, that's amazing. And if you're lying, you're dead to us, Ben. <laughs> if you're lying, that's also amazing. Like, <laughs> that's what I saw on Twitter. A guy who was I probably telling the truth. That's what you do on the internet. That's true. Everyone on the internet tells the truth. So I have the Office Wii U. 
Mm-hmm. Set up next hey, to my bed. The official uh, Sony office Wii U. The Sony Wii we, U. We have a bunch of, co- of the, all the consoles in the office. Does it have like, a case on it that makes it look like a PS4? <laughs> no. But we do have a case on the Sega Saturn that makes it look like a PS4. <laughs> uh, that Shane and some people use to play Street Fighter Alpha 2. Because they pray. Um, also, they, built, they bought like this old medical monitor that apparently is like the absolute best CRT for playing old video games uh, but it makes a super high pitch buzzing noise Whoa. that makes everyone's teeth grind so uh, we don't use it that often. Only anyway. the people above 45 can use uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway uh, I was thinking of buying Xenoblade but for some reason I'm weird about buying a video game on a console that doesn't have like my personal account on it or anything. Like, I didn't buy any of the Smash Brothers DLC uh, multi-platform because I only ever played it on 3DS, which mm. I'm sure I feel really dumb about, uh, but also not? I don't know. I get that, I get that the- instinct, though, of not wanting to spend money on a machine that's not yours, especially on a fucking Nintendo system where the shit is inexorably tied to the hardware and you will never get it back and never be right. able to take it with you ever anywhere. If only there was a way that I could ha- put it on, like, a controller that didn't have analog sticks on it that I could bring to other people's houses and it only had two buttons on it. The face. I'm That's so more fucking, what I'm thinking of. Dog, I'm real worried about that thing. I don't know I how mean, real that is. Have you seen that stuff, Matt, or Ben? Yeah. Stuff? Oh. The, uh, the, like, patent The stuff? Nintendo patent images? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the the touchscreen and the weird buttons. Yeah. It's, it's just so funny because for about a decade now I've had this fantasy of, like, what if Nintendo just made a second GBA? Like, a thing that was just not fucking weird. It was just a D-pad and, like, two buttons. Maybe an analog stick and two buttons and two triggers. And just, like, they just use it to make really good, simple, straightforward Nintendo-ass games. not game. Nintendo anymore. I guess though. not. I guess not. But I just, I want them to make, like, the Game Boy Micro 2 or something and just do good-ass GBA-looking-ass game design again. Honestly, that image kind of got me excited i don't know it looks weird enough to me that i'm like all right because here's the thing with like designing consoles and especially nintendo i bet is like so much work goes into these right like every tiny little incredibly expensive every tiny little like angle of every button is tested down to the wire and so like i don't think it's any console sucks inherently like except for some of the old fucking shitty ones. Um, but I think this thing looks kind of dope. Like, I want to play a weird, like, because it looks futury. It and I want my electronics to look more future I'm with that, too. I totally relate to that. I also feel like Nintendo is not in the... Because what my fear is, right, is that it seems like there are no physical buttons on that thing, at least as it appears in that patent. Uh, and it seems like it's all touchscreen buttons. And that idea, when you say it out loud fucking sucks because it evokes playing games with a digital face pad and d-pad on an iphone right mm. but i i also really don't think nintendo would do that if it didn't feel good yeah and i've also i also feel like i've seen in the past like uh videos of basically like these these weird android phones that ha- are have a flat touchscreen that when you open the keyboard it like bubbles up and then yeah. all they become physical buttons and if nintendo does something like that that could be kind of cool like think about it i i don't think any of the nintendo consoles feel bad no they don't really the make controllers feel amazing all of them except i mean the n64 one's weird but even holding it like and the gamecube right controller right. is a nightmare controller but. no i love which it. one gamecube controller owns oh fuck yeah dude gamecube it's super good <laughs> Um, and I think, like, yeah, they, Nintendo doesn't... They're not really in the business of making bad hardware in the past, like, decade and a half. Yeah, like, say really what you will about the Wii's power and any of that, but, like, picking up a Wiimote in the nunchuck is, like, it feels good in your I hands. a little bit think that the D-pad on the Wii U is garbage Like, it's the yeah, bad D-pad. Yeah, but the, the, the Wii U... Like, they... they like, I feel like Nintendo, probably more than we do, understands the inherent value of physical buttons, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's definitely, like... It's not just us being older, right? Like, is there a generation of kids who are, like, super good at navigating yes. through digital buttons and 100%. Digital stuff? I was on a on my flight to, to Tokyo. I watched, there was a kid two seats ahead of me playing Minecraft on the iPad and just, mm-hmm. like, 
completely not struggling with it at all. Like, completely using those controls like it was second nature. It did not seem that's painful so, at all. Oh, that's so weird. It's just, I think they have more patience for it, you know? Like, that's all they've known. Mm-hmm. Like, to them, physical buttons and sticks are probably the weird thing. Um, Do we have any more Any more questions? questions? Let's check here. I think we've got a couple more. Uh, here's one I really liked. Uh, here's a question from Fathers Are Special who asks, Sprung for the DS, does it hold up? You remember I Sprung? Know Sprung. Sprung was uh, the dating simulator launch thing that also had, maybe there was a chat component. Oh, Feel the Magic XXYY? Yep. I love love that Feel the Magic. I saw some Feel the Magic shit when I was in Japan, actually. Like, at, I went to Super Potato and saw some... So, so you went to every too. Super Potato? Yes. Sprung creates an entirely new genre of portable gaming by putting players in the middle of an engaging, risque, and daring adventure with sexy singles at a hip ski resort, the dating simulation, or stimulation. Jesus. <laughs> this is the Metacritic summary. Uh, the Metacritic stimulation, the dating stimulation title features gender-specific adventures, <laughs> entertaining dating missions, and a hilarious script written by North Shore Fox writer Colleen McGinnis. And it was from, oh, it's from Ubisoft. That makes perfect sense now. Um, that's, we, apparently, should, we should maybe go back and play that. Apparently it was the number 10 best DS game of 2004. The year it's the DS came out? <laughs> it got a Metacritic score of 48. <laughs> God, those were bleak days. The, the launch of the DS? The, yeah. yeah. God, can you even... We should go back and look at Super Mario 64 DS, because I bet that game looks bizarre. Dude, yeah, it's, in it. it's kind of weird to think about, but like... Like, that if it's was, weird, good-looking Mario yeah, model... that game was a remake. Like, yeah. that was not a port. That was a remake of Mario 64. Like, it had better textures. It had co-op. And it, they took all the models from it and used them in New Super Mario Brothers, which is also weird to think about. Yeah, the co-op. I thought the New Super Mario Brothers models were, uh, were pre-generated. Or, no, they're 3D. Uh, rendered. They're 3D. Oh, cool. Because the, um, they're pre... They're pre-rendered apparently in New Super Mario. Yeah, but that's I think that's just because they want you to be able to swap between them. There's a really uh, great uh, video by one of those. Uh, yes, this is exactly where I found it. At. Yeah, this I think it's like Beta 64 or Unseen 64 or yeah. something did this video breaking down like every difference in all the pre-release builds we saw of uh, of New Super Mario Brothers and it's or uh, Mario Maker. I mean, and it's like fascinating because. The, in the early builds, like, the frame rate on those sprites were lower, and there are no transitional animations between, like, standing still and running, so it looks super janky and super fake. Um, but not in ways you would have noticed necessarily at the time, because you were super, because it was like, whoa, this looks crazy. Right, right. Yeah, you wouldn't notice it while watching a trailer for the game necessarily, but, like, I think, I don't know, I think there are moments in playing the retail version of that game where you can kind of see the sprite stuff happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like coins and enemies and stuff, and like the fact that the lighting is kind of applied unilaterally mm-hmm. to every sprite. Um, but Do you find th- my casual looking on YouTube makes it seem like the vast majority of people who are making and playing levels are doing it in the new Super Mario Brothers tile set? Yeah, yeah I think that's true. Like when playing um, playing online, I find that that's definitely the case. Because what that's really crazy. It's it's the Star Wars thing. It's the Mario. It's the Zelda thing. It's the Nintendo thing in general. You like the Mario game you grew up with. You like the Zelda wow. game that you grew up with. I mean, like, dude, here's a fun fact that I didn't realize until earlier this year. Um, New Super Mario Brothers is the best-selling DS game of all time. Wow. Yes! I, I remember hearing that. And I wonder, I wonder sometimes if part of Nintendo's hubris with giving their software and hardware shitty names is they're like, fuck it, it doesn't matter. We it's named that game Mario. New Super Mario Brothers and it sold 8 trillion <laughs> units, so who gives a shit? Let's call this next thing the Wii U. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that means that there are a ton of young people right now who are walking around in like the, the late 2000s with New Super Mario Brothers in their DS, and to them, that's Mario, right? That's, like, yeah. If, if virtually every DS owner had a copy of that game, then that game is, like, who Mario is to a... To Especially because the DS is not, most certainly did not exclusively sell to nostalgic old gamers. Yes. Like, like I never had a NES, or a SNES, or a NES 4. Um, you guys want to... Shit. Do one more... Yeah, let's do one now. more... Let's do one more question. 
Yeah. Uh, let's, let's take one more cue. Down to the avenue. Damn. Let's see here. I want to make sure we're not using too many from the same uh, people. You want to do this one from Ultra Chaos 547? Will asks us, name your top pick for the new Smash Brothers character. Because there's a new Smash Brothers, the final, I the guess. Direct the final Smash, Smash Brothers uh, focus streams happening this month. Yeah. So given the cloud announcement, it right. seems like Nintendo is willing to work with folks who have something they need to promote. Mm-hmm. So I think the last character will be Shenmue. You could see the Shenmue. Is that the guy's name from Shenmue? Is his name Shenmue? No, I don't think so. It'll be Shenmue Um, from Shenmue. It'll be... He's already in uh, fucking... Sonic Sonic PlayStation All-Stars. Sega and Sonic All-Stars Racing Transform. It's true. So that kind of rules him out. Mm -hmm. What about uh, Glover inside Gex? Yeah, nice. That's a good one. Um, Um, I mean, I wonder... It's weird that they didn't acknowledge this with, uh, like, the the fucking Ryu announcement or the Cloud announcement, but I wonder mm-hmm. if, like, if those were a direct result of the Smash Brothers character ballot, you know? Uh, I think they said <laughs> Ryu wasn't... Was not? Uh, Ryu wasn't, but Cloud I, was? I remember, like, the first that. two they announced, they said they decided mm-hmm. before the reading any of the ballot mm-hmm. stuff, and then after mm-hmm. they would be ballot. Mm-hmm. Like, and remember, considered. like, in both of those character cases, those characters promote other releases. Yep. Like... So, you know, Ryu for so Shepard. I kind of hope, I mean, since it's the final one, I, I, my hope is that we will get two characters. I would love an, another Nintendo. And character. that's, yeah, that's the other thing. I want one third you party and one Nintendo. Which is tough because it means that if there's only going to be, like, this is all our speculation, but if they do one third party and one Nintendo character, then the third party one will likely be someone <laughs> new, yeah. someone from the ballot, which makes me worried that we're not going to get Snake. Which is what I want. We're not going to get Snake. I don't think don't we're going to get so. any more of the characters who have already been in it. Um, is there any existing character who people are really clamoring for that didn't make the jump to 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 Wii and 3DS? Wait, you mean like in old Smash? Teams? Yeah, I think uh, from old Smash, that's not a third party. Snake and Snake? Ice Climbers maybe would be. Ice the Climbers was the one, but people like settled down once they said the 3DS like can't handle. Yeah, ice apparently the way they did the Ice Climbers in previous games was they just took the inputs that the controller was doing and put them on a delay for the second character, and mm-hmm. the 3DS was not able to, like, hold those inputs in its head long enough, so they... Because the Wii U version of... Uh, <laughs> That's the 3DS for you. It's so... It's always daydreaming. It can't yep. think about anything straight. Um, like, the Smash... Super Smash Brothers for Wii U is apparently running the same engine as the 3DS game, yep. which is kind of, I think, maybe why it looks so beautiful and smooth and gorgeous, because it's not doing anything too great. That game looks great, though, man. It that does. game looks so fucking good. Nintendo knows how to make a mm-hmm. really good-looking game when they... I mean, I Is guess there that was an, any right. Japanese publisher who does not have a title represented? I mean, other, I guess, other than... No, Namco Bandai has... Uh, Shoal. And, and Pac-Man. Pac-Man, yeah. That, so they, they get the Namco and the Bandai out of that one. <laughs> um, Capcom, Square... Would they put some fucking Dragon Quest character in there? Mm. I mean, certainly there's a long Dragon Quest history. I'd fucking love it to be Shovel Knight. Bayonetta. I would love Shovel Knight. Or, yeah. I mean, that's... (laughs) Shovel Knight was good because it would be, like, the one thing they could throw out to the American audience. Yeah. Yeah. It sure doesn't seem like... Like, for as well as that series does, it sure doesn't seem like it's their focus when it comes to pleasing them. Right. Like... Like, why is Paulatina in that game? Why are there two... I mean, because that's that game is Sakurai's baby, you know. Like, is it? Yeah, Sakurai, Sakurai was specifically Uprising. Uprising was Sakurai. Yeah, you can tell because well, I mean, the menus are like very, very much like a Sora game. Um, but yeah, he directed that project. That's why it's so overrepresented. I think it's Dark Pit. Uh, Dark Pit. I want them. To, that's my last character. I want them to take Dark Pit out <laughs> yeah, of the game. Yeah, I want Light Pit and Dark Pit to touch each other and cancel each other out. <laughs> <laughs> They're both gone. <laughs> Uh, this clickhole article I read this morning was just like, uh, oh, it's an oral history of the 2000 election. It was like, oh, some people in Florida wanted to vote for Gore, but instead they voted for a cartoon penguin named King DDD. <laughs> I love how often they do weird shit like that. Yeah, that's good. With no context. No, they're not like, they don't like 
make a big show when they go into the super nerdy dumb shit. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, um, well, on that yeah. on that note, I guess we'll by the It'll time this episode goes up, we'll have the answer to all of these questions. Uh, It'll probably be Goku. Yeah. It'll probably be Goku. I mean, Goku would set a horrible precedent for non-video game characters in their damn video games. I mean, it's it's gonna Goku's be, been in more be, video games than any other character in that game, pretty much. It's going to be Goku, but it's going to be from GT. He's going to be a little kid. That would be cool. And then he'll have a tail. Yeah. I want them to put Monkey from Enslaved. <laughs> I want them to put Monkey from Super Monkey Ball. I want He's them to put free. fucking the character from Metal Arms. Oh, Glitch. I want them to put Glitch. You want Glitch in He there. was the Glitch in the system. Yep. I want Summer from Outlaw Golf 2. <laughs> she I already has a great finisher. Live. She has a great finisher. Yeah, <laughs> award-winning smash. character, Summer. <laughs> yeah, when she gets that Smash Ball, watch out. Uh, so she just smashes her butt. Her balls. Anyways, Um, talk to you later. One, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, and thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five, forty-six, forty-seven, forty-eight, forty-nine, fifty, fifty-one, fifty-two, fifty-three, fifty-four, fifty-five, fifty-six, fifty-seven, fifty-eight, fifty-nine, sixty, sixty-one, sixty-two, sixty-three. Quest. Why'd you guys stop?